0: Over the past 10 years in my work as a diabetes psychologist, I've noticed the stress of diabetes keeps people stuck. It holds them back and makes it hard for them to do what they want to do in their lives. People feel like they can't travel, they can't be adventurous, they can't exercise, they can't eat what they want to eat. And these things make diabetes even more stressful. I want to let you know it doesn't have to be this way. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm gonna give you my five secrets to getting unstuck with type one diabetes. After you listen to this episode, you'll have all the tools you need to move from feeling stuck in your life with type one diabetes to feeling free and flexible in your life with type one diabetes. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I have a theory I want to run by you. I don't believe that diabetes burnout is the most stressful part of having diabetes. I don't think the anxiety that you may feel about your blood sugars is the most stressful part of diabetes. I also don't think the frustration that you feel or any of the other negative emotions are the most stressful part of having diabetes. What I think is the most stressful part of diabetes is the way that diabetes And the stress of diabetes gets in your way. Think about this for a minute. What would life be like for you if you had diabetes, which you do, and the stress of diabetes was still there, which it is, but that stress did not get in your way? You were able to do whatever you wanted to do, even with diabetes and even with the stress of diabetes with you all the time. The reality is, is diabetes isn't going away. And the stress of diabetes probably isn't gonna go away either. It may change, it may fluctuate, but it's not going anywhere. So you have a choice to make. What do you do with that? And if you're feeling stressed, but that stress isn't bothering you, then who cares? Now, I know it's not comfortable. And of course, we want you to have as little stress as possible. But if you have to live with the stress of diabetes, wouldn't it be better if that stress didn't get in your way and didn't prevent you from doing the things that you want to do in your life? Diabetes and the stress of diabetes makes you feel stuck. It holds you back. And part of that is sometimes you don't feel well. But part of that is your mindset. A big part of that is your mindset. And so today, I want to talk about what it means to be stuck in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I want to tell you about the five secrets I've come up with to help you get unstuck with type 1 diabetes. So the first question is, what does it mean to feel stuck in your life with type 1 diabetes? I could talk about this broadly, but you really have to hone in for yourself about how diabetes keeps you stuck. You think about all the things that you want to do in your life. You want to go out with friends. You want to go out to eat. You want to meet new people. You want to travel internationally. And if you're like most people with type 1 diabetes, as soon as one of those things comes in your mind, all of a sudden you see those things through the lens of diabetes. How on earth can I travel internationally with diabetes? If I'm gonna go out with friends, I have to make these plans ahead of time to make sure that my blood sugar's gonna be in range. If I go out to eat, I have to worry about when the food's coming and how I'm gonna take insulin. If you're giving a presentation at work, you know, diabetes can become overwhelming. And when we feel overwhelmed, we often withdraw. We decide, ah, it's not worth it. It's gonna be too stressful. And when that happens, diabetes makes you feel stuck. You think that diabetes is getting in the way. In some ways it is getting in the way. That stress is too much for you and you don't want to face it. And so you don't do the things that you really want to do. You would love to go out to eat with your friends, but you decide not to. You would love to travel internationally, but the thought of that becomes overwhelming and so you decide, eh, I'll do that later. You want to go hiking or skiing or running but your anxiety about having a low blood sugar while doing these activities puts the brakes on them all together. And of course, when that happens, it's a problem for you. You have the stress of diabetes and it's not comfortable, but then you get more frustrated with diabetes because diabetes is getting in your way. So it becomes an even bigger burden for you and you get even more angry more frustrated and you wanna push away even more. And it becomes a cycle where all of a sudden the stress of diabetes gets bigger and bigger and bigger, all because diabetes keeps you stuck. In my opinion, the most stressful part of diabetes is not the burnout, it's not the anxiety, it's not the stress, but it's how those things get in your way and prevent you from doing what you wanna be doing in your life. But I wanna ask you this question. What if it were possible for you to find a way to get unstuck in your life with type one diabetes so that diabetes did not get in the way of doing whatever you wanted to do. If that were the case, would it make the burnout or the anxiety or the stress or the frustration easier for you to deal with? My bet is the answer is yes. I wanna give you a framework that you can use to help you work towards getting unstuck with type one diabetes. So even when diabetes is stressful, that stress does not get in your way and you can live a free and flexible life. How does that sound? In my work over the past 10 years, I have found that people who are free and flexible in the life of type 1 diabetes have two things in common. The first thing is they accept that diabetes is stressful. They don't try to brush it under the rug, they don't try to gloss it over. They accept that they have a chronic condition that requires regular care and they accept that sometimes they're gonna feel stressed. And when they're able to accept that, they don't try to push it away, especially when pushing it away is not gonna be successful. They accept the fact that diabetes is stressful and they learn to live with that stress. But the second characteristic of these folks is they don't let the stress of diabetes dictate their behavior. They're able to separate their stress and how they feel from how they behave. And when this happens, their worlds open up. They become much more free and flexible in their life because even though they can't control how they feel, how stressed they are, what diabetes is doing, they can control how they behave. And they really embrace that. What this means is being uncomfortable sometimes, pushing themselves forward and doing things scared. But the only way they're gonna navigate around the stress is by not allowing the stress to dictate what they do in their lives. And this is critical for them. I want you to ask yourself, where are you in that process? Have you accepted the fact that diabetes is stressful? And sometimes there's not much you can do about that. If you haven't accepted that, sit with that for a minute and just ask yourself what that means. How does it feel to recognize the fact that you have something stressful in your life that's not going away? And really the only way to live with it is to accept it. And then how are you doing with your behavior? Do you let the stress of diabetes dictate your behavior? Or are you able to do things even when diabetes is stressful and even when your mind is telling you that you can or shouldn't be doing them? Those are critical questions that you need to ask yourself. So before we go on, take a minute and think about that. And you may even want to pause this episode right now to think about how you're doing with these things in your life at this moment. Now, I wanna take you through a step-by-step process for getting on psych with type 1 diabetes. And this is a five-step process that I've developed over the past 10 years with patients that I've been working with who are all feeling stuck, just like you. Step number one is changing your mindset. Step number two is learning to handle stress. Step number three is resetting your relationship with type 1 diabetes. Step number four is finding your why. And step number five, is leading with action. So let's go through these one by one and talk about them each in a little bit more depth. Step number one, change your mindset. Your mindset with type one diabetes matters and it matters a lot. Your mindset is the lens that you see something through. So for example, do you see the glass as being half full or half empty? It's the same glass, the glass hasn't changed but really how you're looking at it changes and changes your perception, how you feel about it. As I talked about before, there are a couple of big mindsets people with type one diabetes tend to have. The first is the problem mindset, and the second is the relationship mindset. Let me talk about each one of these individually. So the problem mindset is when you see diabetes and the stress of diabetes as a problem. And what happens when you have a problem? If you're like me, you try to solve it. Problems have solutions. And in a lot of cases with diabetes, this is really helpful. If your blood sugar is high, that's a problem. And so you take insulin to bring your blood sugar down, and you solve the problem. Same thing if your blood sugar is low. You have some glucose tablets and bring it up. That's a problem, you solve the problem. But when we take that same approach and see the stress of diabetes through that lens, we make things a whole lot more challenging for ourselves than they need to be because the stress of diabetes oftentimes does not have a solution especially a solution in that moment and so when we try to find a solution to the stress of diabetes all it does is make it more stressful on the other hand we have the relationship mindset and the relationship mindset is when we see the stress of diabetes as something that we can relate to and interact with and actually find ways to change Not necessarily change the stress, but change the dynamic of the stress. How do we approach it? How do we deal with it? How do we interact with it? And if we're able to see the fact that we can interact with it as opposed to solving the problem, it actually opens up a lot of possibilities for us and a lot of freedom for us in our lives to be able to behave differently. And so the first step is changing from a problem mindset to a relationship mindset. I want to tell you about someone I worked with recently named Lucy. For years, Lucy was embarrassed by her diabetes. And she felt like if she could hide her diabetes, that somehow she could make it go away. It would just disappear. But Lucy realized that the more she fought and the more she tried to push it away, the more it kind of came back in her face. And she realized that this is a mindset issue. So for example, Lucy's in college, so she would go to the dining hall, and she would have her dinner. And But she didn't want her friends to know that she had diabetes. and she, she didn't want to interact with it. And so she would wait till she got back to her dorm room after dinner to take her insulin. But she also realized that she didn't always go back to her dorm after dinner. Sometimes she went out with a friend. Sometimes she w- went to her friend's room. And so she ended up having these really high blood sugars. And they were really bothersome for her. And she realized that it was her mindset getting in her way of taking her insulin at the table in front of her friends. And so she started doing it and she realized that her life opened up and she became much more free and flexible because, first of all, her friends didn't say anything. It didn't it didn't bother them to see her take insulin. But also, she thought about diabetes a whole lot less. And so she stopped seeing diabetes as a problem and she's able to see it as a relationship. She's able to see that, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, I really don't want to take care of this, but I have to. And by taking care of it, it became a whole lot easier for her. Step number two, learn to handle the stress. The reality is, is diabetes is stressful. And so you have a couple choices. You can fight it, or you can learn to handle it. Fighting it would be a great choice if you had a possibility of winning that fight, but you don't. So really the only good option that you have is to learn to handle the stress of diabetes. Now there are lots of ways to do this. And my favorite one is mindfulness. Mindfulness is paying attention to your stress, not judging it, but just noticing that it's there. And by doing that, you give yourself the ability to detach from it. So you're able to notice it, but not let it control your behavior. By handling the stress and by recognizing it's be stressful, but also being able to tolerate that stress, it can go a long way in helping you get unstuck with type 1 diabetes. Because after all, diabetes will be stressful. Step number three. Reset your relationship with type 1 diabetes. Whether you like it or not, you have a relationship with type 1 diabetes. This relationship can either keep you stuck or it can allow you to become more free and flexible. Your relationship with type 1 diabetes is the way that you interact with it, how you see it and what you do with it. Do you see diabetes as something to be scared of and so you tiptoe around it? Or do you see diabetes as something you can be confident around? Do you interact with diabetes from a place of fear and timidity? Or do you interact with diabetes from a place of confidence? Are you rigid in how you think about interact with diabetes? Do you follow the rules all the time and feel that diabetes imposes a set of rules on you? Or are you able to be flexible in how you think about diabetes and allow yourself to push yourself? There are all kinds of relationships that you can have with diabetes. And oftentimes, these relationships exist on a continuum moving from rigid to flexible, or timid to confident, or avoidant to engaged. This step involves assessing what your relationship looks like with type 1 diabetes, and then moving it along that continuum to a place where you are less stuck and more free and flexible in your life. Step number four, find your why. Now I wanna be honest with you, the getting unstuck is not always easy. It means shifting the way you're thinking about diabetes and interacting with diabetes. And some of these habits may be difficult to break. It also means pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing things that in the past, you may not have done because of fear or burnout or exhaustion. And so it's important before you move on to taking action, which is next, you're able to find your why and really identify why moving forward in this direction And getting unstuck is so important to you. And the more specific you can be, the better. You know, for some people, it's being able to go on a bike ride with their daughter or travel internationally or being able to walk their daughter down the aisle when she gets married. Whatever that thing is for you, you need to find it. You need to identify exactly what it is and keep it in your mind as leverage that you can use when the going gets tough with getting unstuck because it might get tough. This stuff is hard, but it's well worth it, I promise you. And it's well worth it because of the why that you identify. And step number five, this is where the rubber hits the road. This step is lead with action. So oftentimes in our lives, we do what I call lead with emotion. Our emotions say something is scary or overwhelming or frustrating and therefore we allow our emotions to dictate our behavior. Leading with action is the exact opposite. Leading with action means deciding what you wanna do and doing it, even if your emotions are getting in the way. Leading with action is so important for us with diabetes because so oftentimes, all of the emotions related to diabetes are gonna get in our way. You're gonna feel burnt out or frustrated or anxious or scared those emotions are not usually all that helpful for us. They actually usually hold us back. But I want you to think about leading with action. And here's the great news. With changing your mindset and changing your relationship with diabetes and finding your why, all of these help you to lead with action. They give you the skills that you need. They give you the leverage that you need to take that action in your life and do what you want to do without diabetes holding you back. And this is a constant process. You won't get to step five and say, okay, I've led with action, I'm good to go. You constantly have to revisit this and come back to it and see where your mindset's getting in your way and keeping you stuck in your life with type 1 diabetes and continuing to push forward and lead with action. But trust me, if you're able to do this, then all of a sudden you become free and flexible because diabetes is no longer holding you back and you're able to do what you want to do, even if it's not comfortable. Now, I want to tell you about Tony. Tony has always been embarrassed by his diabetes, especially right now. Tony's 23, and he's dating around right now. And whenever he goes on a first date, he always excuses himself to go to the bathroom and check his blood sugar, take insulin, because he doesn't want diabetes to come up on the date. It really worries him what his date might think about him and how she might perceive him if she sees him taking care of his diabetes or even learns that he has diabetes. And so what happened with Tony was when he did that, one, it took a lot of time and energy to think about, you know, when can I get up and go to the bathroom? And then he would be missing, you know, five or six minutes of the date uh, and leaving his date by herself at the table, wondering where he was while he was taking care of his diabetes. And for Tony, this was keeping him stuck. It was keeping him stuck in his head around thinking about diabetes more, as well as keeping him stuck from actually spending time and engaging with the people he was dating. With some work, Tony was able to start leading with action. He was able to understand why standing at the table and taking care of his diabetes you know, in front of people was so important for him. And it was really because he wanted to form a relationship. He felt like the headspace he was in, as well as his absence while going to the bathroom, was making it harder for him to form these relationships. What he did was he started taking out his meter and his insulin pen, and taking care of his diabetes at the table. And what he learned was that it wasn't that big of a deal. Sometimes the dates were interested in talking to him about diabetes, and they wanted to learn more about him and his experience with diabetes. Other times, it didn't phase them one bit. And the one time that he had a problem and the, the woman he was on a date with got a little uncomfortable, he realized that she probably wasn't the right fit for him because she was so queasy around diabetes. It actually really opened his eyes. But what he really realized is the thing he was so scared of happening never happened. He was able to change his mindset and handle the stress. And he was able to take that step forward and do it. And it wasn't that bad. He never would have learned it wasn't that bad unless he was able to lead with action and do what was important for him with his diabetes, but also for his personal life at the same time, even though it wasn't comfortable. And for him, it opened his eyes. He realized that he had so much more strength than he thought he did. That he was able to do so much more than he thought he could. And people wouldn't respond to him in the way that he feared that they would. So for Tony, leading with action allowed him to continue leading with action. And he was able to do bigger and bigger things, both around his diabetes, but also in his life. So think for a minute about yourself and how can you lead with action? What do you wanna do in your life that you're not doing right now? And how can you commit to taking those steps forward and doing that thing? Using the skills we've talked about so far in this episode. I know if you're able to do this, you will find success. So start small. I really want you to find some small wins so you can gain the confidence that you need to be able to tackle the bigger things. Move forward, lead with action, and not let diabetes hold you back. Really get unsecured with type one diabetes. If you're able to do this, I promise you that the burnout, the anxiety, the frustration, all those things that you feel with diabetes will still be there, and they'll no longer get in your way. And if they don't get in your way anymore, They won't be as stressful. They won't be as hard to deal with. You won't notice them as much. And isn't that our goal? Is to be able to live life with diabetes, manage it well, but not let it get in our way and not have it be top of mind all the time and not let it be so stressful? Using these five steps to get unstick with type one diabetes is the best path I know to get you there. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor. Please share this podcast with someone else with diabetes who could benefit from it. Send them an email or a text with this episode link in it and let them know that you enjoyed it and you think that they would enjoy it too. I'd really appreciate that. And of course, I always love hearing from my listeners. So please let me know your thoughts about this episode. I want to hear your feedback. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram at the diabetes psychologist or send me an email to mark at the psychologist.com. And I'll see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode of the podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes isn't easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast.